Hello, 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 and good evening. This is Mr. C with the C Report for Q&A Holes podcast. And um, just bringing you a little bit of news and views here. And um, so I won't waste our time on it. Uh, first story I want to share with you guys tonight has to do uh, with uh, violence up in Chicago. Um, now, the uh, title of the article is uh, 21 Shot, 4 Dead Over Weekend in Chicago, down from previous weekend. Uh, this is from uh, Brianna Kramer at Just the News. <clears throat> The article goes on to report that at least 21 people, including four fatally, were shot over the weekend in Chicago. That's what they said on Monday. So um, I guess the uh, one thing we can take away as a silver lining is that it is down from last week. And uh, just remarks the good job that Mayor Lori Lightfoot Uh, is doing in keeping the city of Chicago a gun-free zone, uh, keeping their citizens safe. But uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago, uh, she's uh, currently fighting with the teachers' unions because she wants them to go back into the classroom even amid the threats of a dangerous COVID infestation that may be coming to a doctor's office near you. Uh, Hopefully not an anal swab near you. In an entirely unrelated issue occurring now in uh, Burma, there is currently a military coup in place. So um, looking into that, I found it to be quite engaging of the mental faculties. I'll have to admit to put my thinking cap on for that. But um, just a quick backstory on Burma. They have been under military power since 1960, well, since the 1960s, maybe 1962. And um, uh, they had most recently been freed of military power, I guess you could say, uh, in a vote that was a landslide. A win for the National League of Democrats or the National League of Democracy or something like that. But uh, that was the first time that they'd been free from military rule up until that point. Um, and that was like in 2010-ish, somewhere right in there. Well, since that time, uh, their leader... Um, uh, a lady, a woman by the name of Aung San Suu Kyi um, has been in charge. 
or I guess she was the winner, or the she was the uh, one who was voted for by the masses. Now, Sun Kan Kun Kien, Ang Sun Su Kie, who I really I've never heard of her before. Um, this whole stuff going on in Burma right now was presented to me as an idea of what could be going on in the world right now because you know we have the runaway treasonous elections that just happened wherein a coup was committed live and on television i always said that the uh, revolution would be televised so john sullivan you can suck it but okay as i was saying the military has uh, basically taken over. The military has basically taken over Burma. Um, and I, uh, I heard about it on the radio or another podcast. And so I checked it out. And the article I found was from The Right Scoop. Um, but there, this is... Okay, so... The whole point of that was, of course, that the military took over. Uh, the military took over the National uh, uh, League of Demo- Democrats. Uh, took took them over and basically uh, stated that uh, there were a bunch of irregularities, um, and that uh, basically um, they were going to be in power for a year while they sorted out those irregularities and the lady uh Aung San Suu Kyi she um doesn't necessarily think that they've done anything wrong and you have to remember she's going from being a Nobel Peace Prize winner to someone who's accused of committing genocide against a section of society that even the military and civilians who live in Burma all three of these parties agree and have the same opinion of this section of society in Burma and those are um, I believe they were called the Monkiev Muslims, I'm, I'm no, I know I'm, ter- I'm terribly bastardizing that. But what, what I took away from that is that they called them the Bengali illegal immigrants, and that was the opinion that all, all parties considered had of these people, and the military accused on Isan Sukie of committing genocide against them, even though it was at the hands of the military itself. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, The West has an opinion of her as being a bringer of democracy and a peacekeeper. So when you hear things like that, but then, you know, they have COVID going on over there too, you tend to kind of wonder... did the military have power over burma for a reason like they're like oh no these demon rats are trying to get in here these liberal ladies and gentlemen uh, who are uh, disguising you know 
regime change, as some people like to say, for uh, democracy, which is the story that they spin. But so then our White House has to respond, of course, because after all, we have to maintain the presence of a an illegitimate government. So this statement came from White House spokesperson Jen Saki Saki. And it says, The United States is alarmed by reports that the Burmese military has taken steps to undermine the country's democratic transition, including the arrest of State Councilor Aung San Suu Kyi and other civilian officials in Burma. President Biden has been briefed by National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. We continue to affirm our strong support for Burma's democratic institutions and, in coordination with our regional partners, urge the military and all other parties to adhere to democratic norms and the rule of law and to release those detained today. The United States opposes any attempt to alter the outcome of recent elections or impede Myanmar's democratic transition and will take action against those recent election oh, and will take action against those responsible if these steps are not reversed. We are monitoring the situation closely and stand with the people of Burma who have already endured so much in their quest for democracy and peace. So I don't know what business we have meddling in their election affairs. Um, I can tell you that there was another kind of sort of affair as such uh, that took place with Venezuela, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or one of the countries in South America where, you know, um, the people said they wanted one person and the political party put themselves in. Um, uh, they stole the election. And uh, even with evidence of that, the American uh, government under Trump, um, they... Uh, they backed the uh, supposed renegade that was trying to usurp the throne because that's not the ones that the people wanted and the ones who are in place are the ones who are in place by the deep state. But, you know, if uh, the Biden administration is taking this position on Burma, probably letting you know that perhaps they used Aung San Suu Kyi as an individual through whom... Uh, they were going to do some bad things. But the main highlight of that story, I think, as we could relate to what's going on here in America, and trust me with the C report, with the C report, we will talk about everything that's going on right now sorry i don't know it's being so dramatic um including including stuff that's going on with the biden administration the illegitimate president administration but that's uh that's a comparison to what we're seeing today because a lot of people are saying and a lot of people are uh wondering and i guess you know i guess i'm sitting here wondering myself if the constitution and the things that they've put into place will play out 
And we see something like that here in America, you know, because we saw, I mean, plenty of people saw that there was, you know, theft and plenty of people saw there was fraud. And uh, it may not be the kind of fraud that you deem as fraud, but if it is enough, I mean, there was a lady who was arrested in Texas. This was just about a day or two ago. And she was arrested on, uh, she said in the video that I, I saw in a quote, and this is a Texas woman. Uh, she said in a video um, that she could e- say that she easily brought 7,000 votes to the table. That the work she was doing and she, what she was doing is she was actually doing um, ballot harvesting, which is where you offer people money or you fill out the forms for them but you go and do it for them you know and uh, i believe she also had uh possession of a ballot like an official ballot for the election which is illegal so (laughs) she got arrested you know there was accountability and that that came thanks to project veritas because whoever was recording her reported to project veritas and veritas reported it and ken paxton the texas state attorney general picked up the story and saw that this woman was prosecuted so it does happen you can't say it doesn't And, you know, the funny thing is that they have all this fighting going on over there. They have this coup d'etat happening, you know, in Myanmar. And they have, you know, four shot dead over the weekend in Chicago. And we still have this COVID crap going on. COVID is a flu, just as Soylent Green is people. So let it be known. Nevertheless, here's some fun stuff. Uh, uh, I and the crew were joking about it probably a few uh, episodes back on Q&A Hole's podcast about having to wear so many masks. Like, they're up to, okay, I saw up to three or four, personally. There are reports of them wanting to wear up to seven masks, which is just simply undeniably unrealistic like i thought it was funny that there were even two masks that they were wanting them to wear but this is just complete bullshit because even when um even when COVID-19 was at its supposed most rampant, which was probably two weeks after Governor Cuomo put all the COVID-positive patients in the nursing homes. Um, during that time, uh, Dr. Fauci went on a 60 Minutes interview. And this is what he said, and I quote... Right now in the USA, there's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little better. And he even said feel a little bit better. He was very emphatic. 
and it might even block a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often there are unintended consequences. Now, what do you think he means by there are unintended consequences? Because I done heard that you can get sick from like, mm, what is like, like bacterial pneumonia or some shit like that. And it's basically all the kickback that you're breathing into that mask, especially if you dirty like me and you don't change a mask. Don't wear a mask. Masks off, I say. Anyways, um, Fauci goes on to say, people keep fiddling with their masks and they keep touching their face. When you think masks, you should think healthcare providers needing them and people who are ill. So here Fauci is saying the ones who should be wearing masks are the healthcare providers because obviously they're always in direct contact and the people who are sick. Otherwise, we risk facing a mask shortage, which we know did happen. And then, you know, they went on to go ahead and track down all the people who were hoarding masks. And then, of course, they went on to make some jobs. They made some gerbs. But y'all heard about that Cuomo scandal, didn't you? You don't think I'm just going to mention it on the fly and not say something about it so the cuomo scandal it gets deeper like we knew that they needed some way to make this COVID outbreak look worse than it was because that's how they were going to report it in their bought and paid for news media outlets the legacy media that's what they were going to do that was going to be the narrative to whatever end, it does not matter. So they have five, you know, I was going to like kind of chide at them, but no, they have five cold-blooded murdering governors who knowingly put covid positive patients in nursing homes and rehabilitations and this was ridiculous for governor cuomo of new york because governor cuomo had a u.s naval military hospital ship parked on the docks in new york city and he went and sent all these COVID positive patients into nursing homes when he had empty beds on a military ship that was there specifically for the COVID situation. Now, what do you think about that? So that in itself is scandalous. Like you have a man knowingly doing this and this is, this is uh, against all like ethical, moral and safety and uh, sanitary um CDC, I don't know, guidelines. You don't send sick people into nursing homes. I mean, hello. So he's going through some scandal with that now because they seem to have, um, they seem to have an attorney general who is doing something about things and not just letting these people get away with it. At least that's how it seems. So we'll see how that goes. But, um, in the scandal itself, basically he underreported more than 50% of the deaths that were caused by that mandate that he sent covid positive patients into the hospital so into the nursing homes so he underreported f- over 50 percent of the deaths 
over 50% of the deaths that happened because of his mandate for COVID positive patients to live in nursing homes. So that's something that uh, I think he should be held accountable for. And I think a lot of people are feeling the same way. Now he comes up in the news again and the headline reads, um, as health officials resign, Cuomo says he doesn't trust the experts. Nine top health officials in New York have resigned in recent months because Governor Andrew Cuomo refused to listen to them. Mm. Trust the science. Listen to the experts. These were the media's mantras in 2020. Oh, and one other one. Cuomo is so competent. Today we know, as many long suspected, that the last one is not at all compatible with the first two. The New York Times reports that nine top New York state health officials resigned in recent months, citing Governor Andrew Cuomo as the reason why. On Friday, Cuomo had this to say about the experts. When I say experts in air quotes, it sounds like I'm saying I don't really trust the experts because I don't, because I don't. Um, Okay, Mr. Cuomo, can you imagine if Donald Trump had said anything at that point during the pandemic? The entire staff on CNN would have had a collective mental breakdown. Dr. Sanjay Gupta's head would have exploded live on TV. I just had to get that image in there. Thank you, David Marcus. This article is from The Federalist. Um, But, you know, that is very true there. That is very true. I mean, you have uh, someone who's like a thug with the nipple ring. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, right? And he is uh, running the city of New York. He's sending people to their death. He's, uh, you know, he's altering uh, the lives of thousands of people, I'm sure, in this whole process, you know, throughout this entire, you know, ripple of this mandate that he sends out. And then he complains about, uh, you know, certain things and gets to fights with people about it. Like, this just makes no sense. Like, I don't understand what's going on with him. It is quite plain to see that he's not as competent, even though he released a book talking about how he was so great for the decisions that he made during this whole COVID crisis. Um, I mean, from what I understand, New York is kind of run down and the businesses just ain't what they used to be there. So that's what's going on with Cuomo and COVID. And also, who's this? Uh, yeah, Dr. Fauci. Fauci, this guy. God, he's just, he said it himself. Fauci said there's no reason to be walking around with the mask. And, uh, basically imply that they are little more than symbolic. And even in a National Institute of Health interview, he said that there's no data that indicates that that is going to make a difference. And that was in regards to double masking. So what difference does it even make to have a mask on? You should tell us some of your mask stories here at the Sea Report. We'd definitely be interested in hearing them sometime. Get in touch. All right, so now we're going to talk about what's going on with the House of Representatives and the Senators, because we know we have an illegitimate president and vice president. Uh, We know that's going on there. Um, You know, I'm going to leave it to the magic of 
living in the moment to reveal to you what the outcome will be of everything that has been set into motion, at least as I believe it. I'm going to leave that to the magic of living in the moment. So just keep your eyes peeled to the ground. I'm just going to share, you know, the information and the ideas that I think are, you know, pointing in a certain direction. But, you know, so we have this illegitimacy going on for whatever reason. And then we have the Democrats. Uh, I, I always lump the Democrats, progressives and socialists I, I always vote i always like tend to lump them in one group with the addition of a certain republican uh, i mean you could say obviously mittens romney hands down is going to be put into the blue democrat you know arena hands down mitt romney's you know going to be there but all the other ones. I mean, really, I think all the ones are. I think maybe there's like eight Republicans that are not rhinos. I think I think there's like eight people in all 350 something of them that are like not rhinos. <laughs> Just eight of them. It's like much less than 10% of Congress is actually fighting for the Constitution. It's pretty sad. And, you know, it does go something to say about those that are because they are shaking things up enough to do something. But even like this whole situation that was going on with uh, with uh, two of these representatives that uh, Cori Bush and, and the woman that she attacked, the Republican. Uh, and then, of course, there's video of what happened in the entire situation. And you you actually see that Cori Bush is the one and her staff are the ones that are going after. I believe her name is Green, Representative Green, uh, who's been standing up against censorship and standing up for, you know, our rights and the Constitution and um, against the impeachment and stuff like that. Um, but that just goes to show that these people play dirty pool. And um, there's like only eight only eight representatives probably that actually want uh we used to have a president uh who i believe is still the president personally but anyways so so here's how the fake illegitimate politicians respond to um uh dr fauci's uh you know non-mask non-sequitur um, this comes from the Epic Times from Tom Ozimek. Senate Republicans propose $618 billion in pandemic relief as counter to Biden's $1.9 trillion plan. So basically, the uh, Republicans and Republicans and, you know, the Democrat House are just still throwing out money and Biden wants to do $1.9 trillion. Now, y'all remember from the last plan what happened? Like, we got like what? 600 bucks. And uh, we sent money to Afghanistan so they could study gender equality. And we sent money to the Gulf of Mexico so we could take a count on a certain uh, sex of a male species of fish in the Gulf of Mexico. Like, you know, I don't think that that was really necessary for us to have in those bills. And there were 
just a myriad of other things that we spent money on in the last, uh, you know, COVID relief bill. But, you know, it would have been nice if instead of sending money to... Afghanistan so they could do some kind of study on gender equality or what have you if that had stayed here in the first place. Now, if you're a conservative Republican, you're obviously going to say, no, we shouldn't spend it at all, which you know what, that's true. You know, if you're standing in the Rand Paul camp and I don't know, I mean, I kind of heard he went in and out of Guantanamo Bay. I don't know at what capacity, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he's as pure as his father is. But anyways, that's a side point. Um, the point that I'm trying to drive here is that, um, you know, we probably shouldn't spend that money. I'm kind of like for it because I want the Federal Reserve Central Bank to crash. Um, because I believe in my heart of hearts that they have already created a safety net from that for happening. Uh, Just based on the way everything's been playing out, unless the banks want to do something all of a sudden. And I know the banks have been done to do something, have been known to do something. So anyways, so that's going on in the Senate. And there's, you know, a little bit more to it than that. Uh, There's a little bit more detail than I care to go into at the moment. But yes, uh, senators are calling for billions of spending. And um, uh, Democrats are probably calling, well, they're calling for what trillions of spending. And the American people probably won't see a penny of that. And I would guarantee that. Um, I would put it, I would bet you $5 for it, <laughs> but here's something else that's interesting. That's in the amnesty bill. That I think maybe some of y'all would be interested in. So, I mean the amnesty bill, I'm sorry. And the virus, the, uh, pandemic virus relief bill. Whoops. I kind of gave it away, but they're seeking to call for amnesty for illegal immigrants in the COVID-19 virus belief, relief bill. Now, that is another thing that I don't understand what that has to do with anything. Like, why are we calling, why are we using a bill in order to give relief to Americans? And they already gave money to illegal citizens. Um... I mean, they could just get in line. I don't care. Just get in line and become a citizen. Like, if you want to stay here, then do that. Otherwise, you're not illegal. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we love you. Come and join us. But, you know, do it the right way. I wouldn't uh, dream about breaking the rules in your house. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't. I'm not that kind of girl, you know? Anyways, so uh, Amnesty for Illegals. This article, I think, was from... I don't know where I got it from, but uh, let me see here. Um, The Biden administration has proposed an amnesty plan already that would provide a pathway to citizenship to anyone in the country as of January 1st. So far, the 28 House Democrats who would face tough races have not voiced an opinion on the measure, and that's according to Breitbart. So, 100 or so House Democrats are asking House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to include what critics are calling amnesty for some illegal immigrants in the COVID relief package currently being hammered out 
in Congress. And again, that was also from a Breitbart report. So they're trying to stick that in there. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty interesting to note. I think that's another reason to be upset with these individuals because I mean, you know, like it just, it really depends, but there's just so much that goes to it. Like, you know, for example, Joe Biden signing an illegitimate executive order, that's treasonous as it is, um, in regards to no longer apprehending people at the border and releasing everyone that's there. Like that's, that's some pretty insane shit because you don't really know what all is going on there. And I think the ones that are the most dangerous would be the human traffickers and the drug traffickers. I think, I think those ones would be the ones to keep an eye on. But yeah, so um, let's just do one last story. And this one's going to be on President Select, the illegitimate man himself, Biden. Uh, let's see. This story is written by Charlie McCarthy. Um, Charlie McCarthy wrote this story entitled Biden brother linked to firm involved in lobbying Obama administration. So another potentially troublesome business dealing by Frank Biden, young brother of Joe Biden, surfaced Monday. The younger Biden worked with a small consulting firm involved with federal lobbying on behalf of an oil distribution company during Joe Biden's last year as vice president, according to CNBC. Um, Delmarva Group, a little-known consulting company for whom Frank Biden worked, employed Cassidy and Associates to lobby on behalf of Maryland-based Chesapeake Petroleum and Supply and targeting the Defense Department and congressional, congressional lawmakers in 2016. Last week, CNBC reported Frank Biden boasted about how he and his brother shared a commitment to the environmental issues in a law firm's newspaper ad. The ad ran the day Joe Biden was inaugurated and later was rebuked by the White House. The president's name should not be used in connection with any commercial activities to suggest or in any way that could reasonably understood to imply his endorsement or support, a White House official told CNBC. So, okay, so... You know, this just goes to show you with the whole Biden thing, like they really make big on their name. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing with Hunter Biden, his son and his laptop, you know, the pedophilia aside, the uh, the drug use aside, uh, whatever else was going on and that laptop aside. Um, he was wheeling and dealing with other countries in the name of his father. Amen, a woman, so help you God. So that was going on with him. And now you have this thing going on with this this brother, Frank. Like, I know I've heard of a brother from Biden. I think his name might have been James. And I think he was the one that actually owned the island that was about eight to ten miles away from Epstein's island, if not a portion or a plot of land on that island. Um, that's about eight to ten miles from Epstein's little St. James in the Caribbean Sea. So, I mean, these people, it's like same people, same story all the time. So now you have his brother working for a lobbying firm, I guess, that worked 
uh, uh, in the Obama administration. So this guy probably stood to make money from Barack Obama for the work that he and or Joe did for him. And, you know, money was laundered that way. I mean, it's just a huge revolving door with these people. And that's why I say the things that happened in Myanmar, as far as the military taking over, that is something that would, you know, happen here. You know, that is something that that is something you could see here coming to a theater near you soon. And that is the military seizing, um, you know, uh, control of these uh, these bad Actors, these deep state politicians that have taken over America effectively and shown us their coup and shown us how they do it, you know, and, you know, and, and now even after this, like, I don't know, this golden whirlwind of orange powder dust, you know, came through and shook up the American landscape, you know, it's like, um, so much more to look forward to because it's like it's caused this like effect we'll call it the Midas effect for now why the hell not right um it's called it's caused this effect and it seems like like I was saying at least one third of the American population is awake to everything that is going on and one third is enough for things to get going one third is enough to set the world on fire and i think that's exactly what's going to happen so anyways i'm going to end it on that note i thank you all for tuning in to the mr c reports and we'll see you guys at q podcast.com have a good one bye-bye Something is haunting the town. Adam Longoria has gone missing, and his sister claims she's been seeing a bad man in the shadows. Jesse Bachman confronts a terror that is haunting the town of Suval, but will he be able to stop a pure evil that wants him dead? Get the chilling new novella by Michael Aaron Cassidis, author of The Distance to the End. A Trick of the Eyes, a stunning new work of horror that is keeping readers turning the page. Get A Trick of the Eyes anywhere books are sold, online or in stores, ask for it by name. A Trick of the Eyes by Michael Aaron Gossaris.